This week on the Knock On, we're joined by Tom Crotty and James Blanchfield. Lads, how's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, Fred, Johnny Tobin has gone missing as well. He's uh, he's a, he, he, there's, There he is now. It's the last picture sighting that we've had of him. Uh, now, that'll probably give you a clue where he is. Uh, big, big, a big Mickey on his jumper. And, uh, <laughs> how are you, Johnny? And uh, there's Johnny Tobin. Anyway, sorry about that, James. Had to cover you over there. Uh, Johnny, yeah, right, back, of course, be covered by a better man. Johnny, in fairness to him, deserves a bit of a break. He's going well with the different teams. He's looking after. He reminded of that in the WhatsApp groups there earlier as well. He told us to give him a shout out about a couple of different bits. Uh, RCSI beating Trinity this week, Kilkenny beating St. Munchens, and IT Carlos team beating DCU. So he's on a bit of a roll. So he's a happy man. Um, so we'll give him that to start the show anyway. But the big talking point from the weekend of local stuff was Carlos' match against Boyne. A uh, lot of people saying they haven't seen a match like it in a long time. Savage going, and what a comeback, Tom. Jesus. Oh, jeez, unreal. Um... I was telling the lads after us, so I'll be white by the end of the season if it keeps going like this between one thing and another. Um, no, unbelievable, unbelievable game. We came out of the block. They, they came out of the block, Um It was, we were matched for the first couple of minutes grand. And then I don't know what happened. We just kind of, we just put a couple of silly mistakes and they, they scored. So, it ended up we were we were trailing by seventeen we were trailing by seventeen points. They were getting all the rub of the green. Their I think it was their out half chipped through chipped through a ball into his into into space and it just bounced up straight into it. You couldn't. I mean, it, it was it was sickening to watch. It was so simple that it just it couldn't ask for a better. But if, if somebody walked up and handed them the ball, uh, you would have said. Uh, it was just on my head at this stage, and I'd say the whole crowd were going, "Oh Jesus Christ, we're going down here, and we're, we could get really, we could get really hockey," um, because it just seemed their backline were absolutely on fire, um, and we were just struggling, just struggling to deal with the pace. They're a super team; they they're not the biggest team, so they play everything. They were playing everything at pace. Oh, their offload game was superb. We were getting caught on on the on, on at width, on the width. Um, that's where we got caught out, and as I say, like it was, it was all going downhill. And then second half was just we came out and just, or just before the second half, Jeff McDermott scrum half, we got a penalty outside, outside there twenty two, and Jeff just took on, just tapped and went, and he bowled over two or three, what we say two, three, four, five lads, <laughs> but he bowled over two lads in particular and. Got in for a try. A totally, I mean, he absolutely so determined. Jeff was like a choo-choo train, completely hammered them out of the way and scored a try, and that set the tone for the second half. We got conversion. Uh, second half, we had Puddy Nolan and Ross Byrne were got two tries, just just outstanding. The pack, their our defense was was superb. Uh, we we were calm and collected in the second half. Kicked down to the corners. We kept them back. Uh, then the last, the last, we went into the red for the last five minutes of the game. Uh, the game was in the red, and we were five minutes defending, and we thought we weren't going to get out of it. And it was eventually, eventually, 
I can't remember what happened. <laughs> it was getting a blur at that stage. Um, <laughs> something happened, and we and we and the final whistle blew. But it was there was too much to say in it, in any sense. What it was, I, 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 there's nothing in particular. I have to say from from the this impact that the subs brought on everybody from one to twenty were were incredible. They just got stuck in and got gritty and. Their defense was super, as I said. The boys off the there was nobody there that didn't 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 stand up on the day, you know, from such a slow start and silly mistakes that we were making. And I know, like we were playing into the sun in the first half, and was probably I don't know, it just didn't click for a few minutes. But one to, one to twenty, hands up, everybody put their hand up, everybody gave it their all. It was and as I said, it's been years since we saw a match like that. It was just damn, damn right, gritty, gritty, gritty. The performance. Uh, if any team can play like that, uh, you know, a week in, week out, you're talking the, you, you, there's, you're talking serious results because you just have to put my hand up to them. I can't. I wouldn't even get into details. There's no details of scrums. There's no details of lineups. I wouldn't get into any detail. It, it was just one of those games that you'd say it was. It was a, a really gritty, gritty performance. Stuff that's great to hear that. It's... Yeah, I, I, and I have to say, like the seconds went up. The seconds were on a on a on a, on a roll. The seconds are uh, are still unbeaten. Uh, they they be buying uh, thirty three ten. Now it was super game again. Buying again. First half were all over us. Um, did a couple of really really strong players, but. Uh, Liam Slater controlled the backs at 10 in the second half and uh, with fantastic performance in the back from Sam Dunn and, and, and Fiona and Burke came down for like Fiona and fairness to him has been is working in Dublin and, and struggles to get down but made the effort to come down on, on Sunday and was um, really stood out uh, a couple of young forwards there Scott Neal and Dara Brennan and were just just incredible so look, a great a, a great weekend for the club. I have to say it was Absolutely. just a really, really good day. But just one of those one of those one just one of those great days, you know, that they don't come too often in any club, you know, when you have when you have a buzz and the excitement mm-hmm. and you know, but it just really, really it shows what you I tell you what, lads, it's plain and simple, it shows junior rugby at its best. That's what it really mm-hmm. was, junior rugby at its best. You wouldn't have seen a better either either game, you wouldn't have seen a better game anywhere. Absolutely, and the weekend off now as well to reflect as well. So, yeah, well, I did. It was a lot of a lot of a lot of sore bodies, and I think a lot of sore heads on uh, Monday morning because uh, there was a few little photographs coming back from uh, the night's entertainment. So, good, well deserved. Well, exactly, well deserved. Absolutely. Well, congratulations, Tom. Great to see that. Uh, a lot yeah. of people, neutrals and all, uh, talking about that game. Um, anyone that was at it said it was it was quite the match. Haven't seen anything like it in quite a long time. So, yeah, uh, I, I just one thing I have to I have to I have to just give a mention to. We had two side uh, two girls, two ladies uh, doing the sideline. Uh, both of them training as referees. One from Enniscorthy and her own Jenny Ardle, who's dad um whose dad was uh, a really good ref in his time um but he passed away a number of years ago but uh, jenny is, is looking to become a referee oh, it, was, it was great to see the two women on the sideline was super and both of them did a great job yeah jenny of course with the carlo coyotes there previously as that's well. right yeah 
Yeah, the fair play tour. Um, I played a bit of tag rugby up there, the club with her as well. So I did, Tom. So, ah, very good. You know, they're a, they were a mad old bunch, the coyotes. They're a good old crack now <laughs> in their head. Um, but, but, but Kildara have blown the league wide open. Yeah. I said that we, we said that that they yeah, are yeah. they are a team they are a team they have uh, Bagnell as a coach who can out of Barnhall really really good like he's he's a good coach and a good backs coach and they have yeah. a series they have a series ten their ten is seemingly like he played well against us but there was potential in that team they're a yeah. team that could 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 cause damage you know like it was blown it wide open where they, where Wicklow could have gone what. Eight points clear. They're now there's yeah. now three points in it. You know it's yeah. You know it's and like year four year four behind Wicklow, was one behind Boyne and three ahead of Kildare. You know I mean the league, that, that league is wide open. One like one more loss for Wicklow and if he win or Boyne win, it swings the whole thing. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Good. Um. Uh. We'll talk about Tullo's match. Um. In a few minutes. Um. Your match was called off. You were due to play yeah. Bective James up oh. in uh, Energy Park, but it went to the wayside. So you're probably waiting word now on what the story is. We are. Look, there's no secret about it now at this stage. The dogs on the street. No, it was called off. We had a few cases of COVID in the team. Um. It was called off. Probably. Probably. We probably knew about it. The reasons why it was called off when we spoke last week, but. We just wanted to manage the situation as well as we could. Um, it's called off. Um, there's a few few stories going around like about the fixture. Will it be replayed? Are the points being shared? It really depends on who you talk to. Um, everyone would probably like for it to be replayed. It's probably the, the last rumour I heard was at the county final on Sunday that it was looking to be replayed the weekend of the 28th of November. Um, you know, so... In some ways, you know, not trying to say we, you know, it, it it might have suited us given the injuries that we had, but you know, you'd with or without the injuries and with or without COVID, you would have had to play it anyway. So um, disappointing that that it didn't go ahead. But look at how never that's where we're at. Um, unfortunately, the ladies' game was called off as well on Sunday. They were meant to play Wicklow J ones in a friendly, but uh, that couldn't go ahead. I'm not sure if Wicklow Wicklow could field the team or if we could field the team, but uh, that didn't go ahead either. So it was a it was a quiet weekend. Lots of youth rugby happening, all right. But um, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just I suppose on the youth front, um, just thanks to all the local clubs for their for their for their help this week regarding the, the sad news on Harry Byrne. All the local clubs for their for their help in calling in postponing the games is a mark of respect for Harry and his family. Yeah, absolutely. And for anyone listening that is not aware of it, it's the story of the the chap in St. Kieran's College that was playing a bit of hurling and uh, a freak accident, I suppose, but mm. passed away. And there, and from ourselves in KCLR and Scoreline as well, I want to pass on our condolences to the family uh, as well and friends, of course, and. Uh, uh, everyone involved uh, yeah. with the, with the young fella as well. It's very very sad. Um, in terms of uh, rugby this weekend as well, your your Kenny women are not out this weekend, but the Tullo women are playing DCU on Sunday. It's one of the only local matches taking place. Uh, Tullo's match. Tullo aren't playing either yourselves or Carlo, um, but Tullo's match against Longford last week. Went ahead and got pulled with 10 minutes to go. Um, and we understand it was to do with behaviour on the sideline. And the ref does have a 
can call a match if the referee he deems or if he deems that the behaviour on the sidelines is is not fit and purposeful for uh, what's going on at the time. So that match got pulled, lads. That's that's a fairly big deal to call a game off. It is. It is a very big deal, and you know. Um... Without knowing the facts of what happened, it's hard to comment on it. But I see it myself. Um, I'm the worst in the world if a decision goes against us or something goes wrong. I'm the worst in the world to let a shout or a few Fs at a referee, you know. And you kind of have to find yourself managing yourself a little bit better on a sideline. And if you're having to think about it, you know you're probably wrong. And I've kind of a lot of us in Kenny have kind of changed. Kenny, like we probably wouldn't have a great reputation. The truth be known, we are. You know, there's a few a few choice words referee that you that you sometimes hear coming from the sideline, and you know, <laughs> a few of us have actually changed. We actually move away. We we move away from the noise, and we stand up behind the goal and watch a game. You know, because you're you know you're a little bit further away, and it's not that you can't be heard, but you're not being influenced by others around you shouting as well. And you know, there's a shortage of referees in the country, and if they continue to get abuse. But what incentive is in them, in it for them to to take part? And if there's no referees, we have no games, and that's the bottom line of it. Absolutely. Yeah, but we yeah. we we don't we don't want to see it in our, in our sport. I mean, it's it's the odd time it comes in, but I mean, on a whole, look, every sideline at some stage, someone's going to shout at a referee, and referees will take a certain amount of a certain amount of it and you know there's always going to be someone say something our ah, ref or whatever mm. and probably some more choice words but as a whole rugby has never has has in generally be, has generally been uh, quite good but i think it's very unfair for well, if we take the longford tullo game that longford obviously got a great start to the game they uh, they had a bonus look we're looking for a looking to have a bonus point win with it tullo probably look from the sounds of it started slow came back and uh, they had a minimal choice a minimal chance sorry of of getting a bonus point loss now no matter what happens after that if that game if that game is a band of replays i mean you're talking it's not the players like the players are being blamed for people on the sideline and that's not right look if the two teams had gone fisty cuffs toe to toe and there was absolute mayhem on the pitch and the players were to blame fair enough but that's this is caused by a sideline and i don't think that's fair on, on any bunch of players that that's that that has come in that has come into this and they're right i mean the the referee i i have i've seen it ourselves here i remember being on a pitch and michael carberry was refereeing one of our own refs and Micah went to the sideline and said, I'm going to give you two choices now. He said, you either stop the abuse and he sent, he asked one person to go to the car park or I'm walking off this pitch and that was in the cup game. Yeah. You know, so, and he's right. He is right. In fairness, look, we all know Michael. Michael's one of the, Michael's one of the, the best P rugby people, one of the best people you, you, you can meet hands down and, you know, for anyone that knows him, when he speaks like that, you respect him for it, you know. You show, yeah. you know, and it's it's like I mean, I see Debbie Carty's last night from the branch circulating some stuff on WhatsApp about it as well. Like I mean, this has gone to the top of the branch, and they're, you know, it's 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 obviously starting to creep in, and the objective of the branch now is let's nip it at the bud. I believe there's been two games already this season that referees have 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 walked away from, or is the two referees have walked away this season because of abuse. I think is what she said on the message. Yeah, so, I think so. You yeah. know, 
if that's two referees and another two go and another one goes and you're losing referees, yeah. you know, it's, it's, well, it's probably big for you. Or fast to react, we got. Uh, I think all the clubs were uh, got a yeah. got a, an email with the codes of contact, the codes of yeah. conduct for for players, uh, spectators, and uh, sideline. But it has to be. I mean, we saw in Dublin. I mean, you see the soccer. Uh, there's what two hundred games of soccer cancelled this weekend. Wow, really? Seen that? Yeah. Too. yeah. Yeah, or so on 100 games. North, North Dublin branch or something. Yeah, all the games are cancelled. The referees have basically kind of strike said they're not going to take it anymore. But lads, why would you become a referee in any sport? You know, and I don't want to get to a kind of a debate or a deep conversation, but like what incentive is there? I remember two weeks ago, the referee rocked up to the clubhouse in Kilkenny for, for, for the Seapoint game. And I said, geez, that's great gear you have. I must become a referee. And he goes, ah, it is, but we have to pay for it all. You know, you know, like, and, and that's, that's tongue in cheek <laughs> for me, but, but, you know, like, why would you become a ref? You know, if that's what you're going to be in for and be it hurling rugby, soccer, whatever code, if that's what you're in for, like, you know, you're, are you teeing yourself up for a fall? because of what comes with it and I think fair play as you said Tom rugby is a better game for it but just across across the board like even at the county final on Sunday in the hurdle like the abuse the man took from the stand yeah. from, ah. from, from different factions you know yeah. but you know when you actually stand back and look at it you know you're there you're there in the middle of a field the most vulnerable man in person man or woman in the place trying to trying to control 30, bur- 30 burly people and then trying to control maybe two or three hundred people on a sideline yeah and then Everyone travel mm-hmm. yeah maybe travel an hour two and an hour back and it's dark by the time you get home if it's if it's rugby at this time of year you know i think i don't know what the answer to the question is but like i think more might need to be done number one for referees to get them involved but it's good to see that the branch and the respective codes are doing something and maybe the fact that it's all happening at the same time be it with the soccer in North Dublin be it the referee crisis that they're having in Munster and our own issues that we're having in Leinster rugby referee abuse at the moment maybe the fact that it's all happening together might collectively bring a movement together to actually say from Sport Ireland or from the government to start showing more referees but you know what let's bring it back a little bit more local than that. We probably actually have the control of it ourselves within our own clubs on the sideline that mm-hmm. we can turn around to somebody and say, hold on now here, that man, that girl, lady is out there doing their best. That game won't go ahead without them. If you want to abuse them, we'd all prefer if you left. Yeah. You know, and just just, just take the bull by the horns within our clubs as well and stand up for the referees as well. Yeah, well, I know Carla- they had, sorry, they, I think they had, there was a kind of, uh, an idea that you would have for every for every when you have home games that you're we would you'd basically have uh, a steward that goes around and looks at the if there's kids games or whatever and uh, if they heard abuse or whatever going to referees mm. that they will go over and control it. I, I, it, it was sort of, it was done for a little while mm. before COVID, but I think that that is some. And then you have to have a volunteer from your club, which is not the easiest yeah. thing. But no, if it's, it's only not. a matter. But if it's only a matter of just making them aware of saying, look, folks, there's no point in and and please don't use language against the referee. There's children involved on the pitch. Mm. And if it starts at a young age, maybe it might pull back up into the adult, into the adult mm. age, age yeah. groups. But, yeah. Yeah. Carla, do you, have, 
Yeah. Parents can be poor as well. Parents are sometimes on the line, and you know, I, I, I often hear it myself that they're on the line. And nine times out of ten, actually, so, some of them don't know what they're talking about, but they're still abused, shouting at the referee. You know, and coaches. I think for for a large part in youth rugby, coaches are are reasonably good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, that's the point is the minority that's letting it down. That's I suppose the. That's it. But then, you've, like you said, it'll turn back into an issue for refs and you won't have matches then because That's you don't nice. have refs, regardless of the players and everything you have. Carlo GA are doing a campaign that's been doing it for the last year or two called Be Sound or Be Silent. Um, they have it under social media and have circulated it again under social media and they run up to the county football final this weekend. Um, and they have it under flashy signs outside of Netwatch Cullen Park as well. It's just their own little thing. But obviously, it's creeping. It's it's part of the club game in Carlo as well. So, like Jesus you were saying. Terrible. Yeah, like you were saying, James, it's just at, at a local level, if if it can be managed yeah. at all. You know, but it is. It's yeah. in every it's in every sport by the look of it. Um, yeah, it is. Well, it's terrible you shame know. that you can't. Like, it's different, I suppose, like when, uh, well, this year we've... <laughs> Because of the duty you perform, you're you're in the you'd be you're kind of in the center. You're in the center of all the crowd, um. But it is getting to a stage that sometimes you have to separate. Like I know on the county grounds, like um, whether it's Airog or whether it's Car, you have to. We've started to step away from the step away from the crowd because it's just mm. it's just ridiculous what's been shouted out. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It just has across board. It's going to have to be stamped out. And look, we yeah. we won't solve the world with it here. But I mean, but I it's just to let people know if anyone's listening here, like yeah. Personally, it actually goes for me where I had the moment of a step back was actually in Carlo, and it was Michael Carberry, and Michael was on the sideline, and a referee did something, and I was about to say something, and Michael turned around to me, looked at me, goes, "Don't say it," you know, and he he, he you know. <laughs> It was kind of, he could sense it, he could see it in me. I was going to let a shout at the ref and he's like, don't say it. And I just walked on and I kind of looked at him and he smiled back at me and I walked on and that was that, like, you know. Uh, no better man than Michael. Yeah, absolutely. Um, lads, we'll move on from that uh, and we'll talk about um, Ireland against Japan last week. We'll preview the All Blacks match now in a minute or two, but um, Tom Crotty has an apology for James Lowline up there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I have an apology. I oh, no, I'm joking with you. If you're only tuning into the podcast for the first time, uh, we have a couple of people not as big fans of James Lowe um, and everything. Uh, but he was critics. I, I know. Hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> I have my criticism, and I'm not the only. And, it was and you're allowed to have it because too. in defence, I just yeah. Have, he is just. I, I just have doubts for international level. And if he can perform, and, and if he, I swear to God, if he scores, if he scores this weekend, I'll send him a voucher for points. <laughs> but, there's a quote now. There's a quote now. But like, it's not, I, he did play, his offloading skill is superb. His ball, his ball hand and his, his going forward is, has nobody can take that away from him. But I, uh, just it was defensively over the last while that that, that issue came in. Yeah, like like the boys and this you're weekend. Right, Tom, a lot of people from. agree. Yeah. yeah, like they use them so well off kickoffs. I actually really watched that off kickoffs, like off first phase off kickoffs. He was the first. He was nearly the first runner off to take a strike up the middle. It worked really well. But one of the things I loved was that the Irish wingers 
got so involved in around the middle of the oh, field. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they were, yeah. you know, it's it's obviously a new tactic. And I see Conway came out yesterday, and or not came out, but in an interview, and more or less said kind of this. It's not about a winger traditionally waiting on the wing to get the ball and to finish. They're actually being used now to make yards and make grounds and make those offloads. You know, I'm excited about this Irish team, but Saturday's a, a much different test like. But yeah, I think like Lowe, we... yeah, go ahead. No, I, th- I I just echo Tom's Tom's sentiment. Like I think Lowe was brilliant in attack, but the question still remains against top class opposition. Let's be honest. The all Japan aren't the All Blacks. Japan aren't England. You you know, you they they were be, they were poor like, but you know we'll see him now this week against top class opposition, and you can probably take a more rounded approach what in, in defence and attack. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I hope and we, I we, hope they go out and play like that. I hope they do. Mm. But like if they play like what was amazing to see the change in play is that. It was the interaction with the forwards, in the forwards, the backs. There was balls, balls cut out the backs from forwards. Um, you know, it was constant movement. They were constant looking to recycle the ball. Um, everything was based on an on, a, on, a, on an attack play. There was, it was taught. There was no Gibson Park. There was no box kicking. None of this box kicking. Ball in hand. Um, we tried to play. You, you know, you took Japan on at what. They did to us, took them on a, 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 a pace, and it was, it, was, room, it, was, yeah. it was really super. I know, I'd hate if they, I'd hate God, please don't change this weekend just because it's the All Blacks. Yeah, I know even if you get have a cut, yeah, have a cut. even if you get yeah. beaten, play that style. Like, we we spoke about it last week, lads, about this identity and playing a style. It's very Leinstery, um that style last week and, and it goes back to that old Joe Schmidt thing of every player it doesn't matter about the number on your back you're a defender you get stuck in you try and hold a man up for a choke tackle whatever it is it doesn't matter like Tom says you don't stand out in the wing you know scratching your leg waiting for the ball to come out you mm. get stuck in Um I'd happily lose to the All Blacks this weekend if we play like we played against um Japan just once that well, style is nailed on um you know, my only concern about the match against the All Blacks this weekend is that our bench didn't do an awful lot, even though Japan were well beaten. The bench wasn't particularly great last week. Well, I thought Earls was great when he came in. I know, yeah, not but they know, in no, general. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, in general. Yeah, you're, and you're right, but I, I actually watched Keith Earls when he came in. He was so busy. He was so, so busy when he came on. But actually, the point I was just going to make a minute was I always, I actually always had that reservations. I won't say doubts, but reservations about Jensen Gibson Park. He's actually mm. made himself undroppable last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The distribution was savage. The speed. Absolutely. Accuracy, he's passing, everything. Um, decision making was a big thing with him as well. You know, split second, gone. You know, yeah. and that sort of yeah. stuff. And Johnny well, Se- Johnny Sexton as well, just like the conductor. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, ju- just that's cl- classic Johnny Sexton. Um, but it still you know, doesn't take away from the, it still doesn't take away from the facts. That we could be going into a World Cup with a 38-year-old first-choice oh, yeah. team. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we're still the, the, the debate still remains that that short term, are we still digging a hole for ourselves? And yeah. t- to me, you know, he's 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 class. But, oh, you know. Yeah, he is like a player of his age. He attacks, he attacks the still attacks the gain line, still yeah. defends hard. Yeah. 
and then poor Joey comes on and is still and I don't I still don't care what anyone says I think he's still like a rabbit in the headlights and he needs to he needs to I don't know what they're going to do with him but he needs to play rugby and enjoy it because he doesn't look like he's enjoying it it just doesn't look comfortable yeah a lot of silly mistakes terrible pity for a young guy like that just to just needs to go out and play or go play full back or give him throw him let him play from full back somewhere at once or whatever and get a game time and just enjoy rugby yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, he is a decent footballer. Huh? Keller at Hooker is some bit of gear, though. Oh. I think. I think now. I was chatting one of the lads today, but I think now we have the best hooker that we've probably had in Ireland since Keith Wood. I think he. I, for for me, for me, Keller Jerry, is the full package. I think he's better than Flannery in many respects. Yeah. I think he's full package. I think he has everything. I think his aggression, he's the arrows, he has the scrummaging. As the I said to the other day, he, he he has the real arse of a hooker, as a lad said the other day. You know, <laughs> uh, he he has every. I, I think he has everything about him. I think he. I spoke about ignorance last week, and you know, I think I think I actually think he has ignorance if he just uses it. You know, and when he takes a ball into contact, you can see it in him. He's he, he's going to crunch you like. That's definitely Ireland's best front row. By far, yes, hundred percent. Porter, Porter at loose. Uh, he was just, an animal. Just, you know, just to have him on the field to to make the yardage to his hands. His good hands. He's developed good hands. I don't know whether yeah. he. Oh, he just and he won a brilliant played. turnover there as oh. well. Porter. I mean, remember he just wrapped around the ball, and I think two Japan Japanese guys came in and tried to clean him, and they actually he was holding so tight he lifted the man and the two players. The two players clean the blue. So the man just came with him, like he won the ball. It was massive, like you know, he's he was hungry as hell for yeah. work as well. Cheers, he was everywhere last week. And the back row, cheers, Jack. Mm. Jack Conan is our number eight for life until he's gone yeah. because I don't yeah. see anyone taking his place. I think he's and absolutely he's just grown, he he's gone. Like, I know we're saying, like, <laughs> there was what 13, 13 Leinster players on the pitch. Oh, well. You have to you have to pick your best fifteen. Yeah. That's like, that. You know and what? And, and all, all, all joking. That's the con. If you take Conway into it, and who's the other one? Yeah. Carberry, yeah. Conway, no, Conway, Carberry, and Burnley—they came through yeah. the Leinster Academy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're talking about the Leinster way, but it's back to we need to have an Irish way, and kids yeah. need to decide not just want to play for Leinster or Munster they need to grow up like in New Zealand it's not that I want to play for the Crusaders it's I want to play for the All Blacks when you come out in nappies it's I want to wear an All Black jersey it's not I want to play for the local team I want to be a Richie McCaw or a Matt Ananu or whatever but we don't have the same we don't have the same thing here where Ireland we just we need to find some format going forward that this is we're not a big nation, yeah. so we're not don't play. We're not looking to play a bulky game like England, but we're going to have to find a method to play exciting rugby. Welsh play mm-hmm. it all the time. Welsh throw the ball um, around. And always, always have, always have. Yeah. You know, if you're a Welsh person, you know, like we talked about it. You get a Welsh tour inside over here. The kids come over, seventeen years of age, and their hands. Yeah. They just. Yeah. I imagine- played against Camarden Quinns. When I was 18, and I never experienced anything like it. The ball just was whizzing. It was it, it was class watching it like it was class. Yeah. It was class 
watching it. It was horrible playing against it. Yeah. Can you imagine like beating Japan, putting it up to the All Blacks, losing by a handful of points, but having a really good performance? That that's what we've seen against Japan being put into play again, then beating Argentina. Can you imagine the excitement going into the Six Nations next year mm-hmm. if that's our new style? And you've got all these other young lads, Coombs still to come back from illness, um, all these other fellas going back to the URC in the Champions Cup, you know, just gathering a bit of momentum and coming back into camp then. Be savage stuff. If that's what it is, if that's our new style. Well, we potentially have, if you look at the way the teams are playing, France, England with Marcus Smith coming in, he has, uh, he, I just love him, I think it's just so exciting, so, to, exciting yeah. so exciting to watch. Like watching, and even like looking at the way Saracens are playing and the way Harlequins are playing at the moment, England are going to have a different style of rugby. I think, well, they should do if Eddie Jones has any sense. They, they're going to be exciting to watch. France have the ability to just, you know, looking at that young side, I mean, it'll only take a little bit of tweaking and they're going to really come on board. Scotland had a great win. So, I mean, this could be a really, really exciting Six Nations. If we, yeah. if we can play like we played against Japan and hopefully... That big, uh, hopefully, have a big performance against New Zealand, and then, as I say, turn into the Six Nations. Those tickets will be like gold dust because I think mm. we could be in for. I think we could be in for a really, really, really serious championship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and England, yeah, England named uh, Manu Tuolagi on the wing this week. Did you see him? Did you see him? I watched him play. Uh, who's he? He's, he is He's huge. Yeah. He is <laughs> huge, yeah. but he's fit and. Exciting, like uh, they have. Uh, that's so, Eng- Eng- yeah. England are going to be a, uh, they're producing some serious players, and I think that yeah. that that the the Premier Eng- the Premiership rugby has changed. Just watch it's the, class. Do those games. I was texting really one of the boys the other night. We wa- I was watching Leicester on the telly last was the last Friday. Like it's they're just like they actually they're playing rugby like they're just going for it, hell for leather. Both all teams, brilliant to watch. Yeah. And Jiz London Irish had Jiz London Irish played Saracens at the weekend, and they were down by. I talk about Carlos. They were down by I think twenty four <laughs> points or something with Sony, with with I think thirty minutes to go in the second half, and and had a red card. So they played mm. with fourteen men and brought them back and got and got a draw. Incredible. Yeah, no, I think the future look. Look, it could be a very, very good year. So let's just hope it, it stays that going. But fingers, I think fingers crossed. Yeah, there's such depth in it though, in the Irish squad. Yeah, and more to come. Yeah, yeah, definitely more to come. The more there's more little stars that possibly could emerge, particularly on Munster. I think over the next uh, couple of months, you know, see, see the Munster A team. Yeah, see the Munster A team was named today, and it's interesting. The young Jack Crowley is playing twelve yeah. for them, and uh, Jake Flannery is playing ten. So, like Munster have a Munster have a bag of old halves there. I don't know what they're going to do because they have Ben Healy and Joey as well. You know, and then to have Jake Flannery and 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 Jack, Jack, um, Jack, I just can't remember his surname. Uh, but uh, you know, they're uh, I don't know what ones they're going to do. Tripping all yeah. Rohabs again. <laughs> yeah, um, we have to have a decent one, though. That's it. 
Yeah, true. Well, Phil, lads, best uh, well, you leave the weekends off anyway from your own clubs and everything like that. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll enjoy the old All Blacks match mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, yeah. And the Irish women back. are actually out Friday, Saturday as well against the US, aren't they? In the RDS, yeah. Hopefully yeah. to get yeah. the old crowd as well because yeah. there'll be the lots new, of the stuff happening. Yeah. Mm. Now they need to perform because you know there's a lot of over and back going on the last two days. You know, yeah. and there's a lot of I see. I see the captain came out today now and supported uh, uh, what um, Jenny Murphy and the other girls were saying this week. So you know they need to come out and perform, and they need to. They really need to respond as well because they're putting themselves in a spotlight. And you know what? Yeah, systems probably. I I don't. I'm not in the detail. Systems probably mightn't be what they what they need to be. The professionalism coming from the branch down or from the IRFU down to them mightn't necessarily what it needs to be. I don't know if I'm right or wrong to say that but you know what the only way that they can improve is they have to improve as a, a, a as a unit first you know and the other question is like are the players actually there you know the players need to front up here and take some of the ownership as well yeah absolutely. well they need definitely need uh their pathway needs to be increased like i have to say big best look to the the rhinos again this weekend there's the 14s and 16 girls yeah. uh because they have for the, the the young 14s are playing a semi-final against Wexford and we have the 16s have uh, Argo at home and they had 16s with a great win against Barnhall last weekend. And just watching the talent that's out there, like these are girls who never played. They're not playing, a lot of them haven't played rugby. They've started playing rugby at 15 years of age, 14 and 15 years of age. So, I mean, they're not the same as boys who start in minis and then work their way through. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to really, really show them the pathway and push that. That's why you need the Irish team to be doing well, the women's team to be doing well, because mm-hmm. the more more crowds that they get, like you want to bring your daughter up to see, yeah, it, you know, if your daughter, like a, a young one playing with the 16s, and like she's, we're going to the All Blacks. She's coming with me for the, for the first trip to the Aviva, and you know, she's excited, but wouldn't it be, it'd be something else if she had the same excitement to go see the Irish women's play. Yeah. You know that's yeah. that's 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 what we need. We need to we need to have those pathways because the talent. Like, like you talk about boys, I've just I've seen some of the girls and the talent that they have. Uh, like we played Wicklow two weeks ago, and the out half that played Wicklow under sixteens. Well, I don't, I haven't seen a a male out half at that age play the way she played. Her vision, her finish, her vision of watching what was going on. Or sidestep and when to pass, when not to pass, how to put somebody away, and for a girl to do that, uh, you know, so naturally at that age. Women's sport in general has become hugely entertaining to watch. I think you know, um, be be, be it the women's soccer is going well. Uh, It was a great year for Camogie. It was a great year for women's football. football. You know, um, golf, rugby. Golf, exactly. You know, it's, 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 you know, and I just think the one bit, the, the one, I suppose someone said to me recently, the one big challenge that he sees for women's rugby is to create a safer environment for them on the pitch. You know, and then, then he, he, he feels, and he'd be a guy that would know what he's talking about. He feels if we can create the safer environment for them at a younger age, we'll see greater pathways for them through as well. Yeah, Absolutely. because they, they don't know how, they, some of those girls don't know how. <laughs> How to pull out, like, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they, you know, there, there's some of those, some girls will hit as hard, you know, yeah. as hard as, as a male will hit. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah you are right. Keep it. Absolutely. Um, lads, we're gonna wrap it up there for the week. Um, great mm-hmm. talking to you again. Enjoy the All Blacks match of the weekend. Hopefully, we'll talk about a decent performance or a win next week. Uh, when we're on the podcast, and our good old friend Johnny Tobin, uh, hopefully back with us as well, <laughs> fresh from his trip to to Disney. There he is now. Picture there. The... Yeah, Johnny, we all say hello to you. Say hello to Mickey, say hello to Mickey, Donald and Minnie and <laughs> Bonjour. I can imagine him going around like Del Trotter now. Bonjour and his best car. Bonjour Whiteson. there, how are you? Do you know do you ever hear a Tolo? Um, well I guarantee yeah. he'll probably come back with three players. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. He talks yeah. some young lads into coming over. Yeah, yeah. No better man. Oh lads, that's, that's it. Thanks a million. Fair play, folks. Thanks very much. Take care.